It's review meter I'm your host, Peter. Very enthusiastic. No, that's... Wow, that was such a... That was the best opening of the That was so awful. That was I'm tired. Great Peter just woke up before the recording <laughs> of this episode. Yeah, you, I'm Me tired. Too. But we're going to sit through a movie. Of course, here at review meter we do things always at random. Except, you know, when we did Roger Rabbit, that was not. However... <laughs> The theme of this, it's the Walt Disney Pictures live action films. Last time we saw The Absent-Minded Professor, today, we don't know what we'll be seeing, but we can figure it out right after these introductions. Caesar, we, bleh, this is why we, I just woke up. We have Caesar, the assistant to the original host. Yeah, that's who you are. Hello. We have Sydney. Hi, everyone. One of our co-hosts. We have Kevin. What up, guys? Another one of our co-hosts. And we have Kira. Hello, hello. Thank you again for having me. Always a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you back for a second time. Bless. I say at this time, it's time to activate the review o meter shuffler. Okay, bud. You're doing great. And the review-o-meter shuffler broke. I don't know why I sang that. Can someone fix this? Kevin, Sydney, let's go. All right, guys, let's put, uh, put our backs into it this time. We got this? We got it, All we right. got it, we got it, we got it. Yeah, we got it. All and right. there we Bravo. go. Good job. Hey, and the winner is... It is The Three Musketeers. The Three Musketeers. Parentheses. 1993, not Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. Oh, oh. we almost got uh, it. All right, this is pretty recent. 1993. I think there was an option for Three Musketeers back in the 50s or so. Oh, thank God. So, mm, 1993, 1993. I could tell you, in the year 1993, I was not alive. Anyways, I was gonna say that's wow. a little before my time. I was negative three. Sydney's probably right. though. I was literally just born. <laughs> I was born in 93, so... <laughs> this is the year that brought us me. <laughs> this movie was playing in the hospital room where Sydney was born. Oh, boy. What? Wow. Well, no, because it actually would be in theaters, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, when did, it, when, when did it come out? Like, when in 90? I was either born or... Not. Oh, missed me by 60. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Sydney was actually a uh, fencing at the very ripe old age of uh, zero. Oh, Curry's in this movie. Well, this is a comedy. Yeah. Charlie Three loyal... Char- Oh my gosh, oh my we have God. Charlie Sheen in this? Ooh, oh. the first Charlie Sheen movie. Ooh. You, you have to throw... excited about I th- this? I think you have to I mean... pop in the, the, the voice line for uh, winning. Yeah. Wow, winning. Exactly, just like that. So this description reads... Three loyal swordsmen and an eager recruit unite to protect the king. Yeah, that's not three musketeersy enough. <laughs> a little bit more, please. <laughs> On the cover, though, there's like four dudes. <laughs> oh, it's like a one, like a throw-off? No. I don't know what you're looking at. I see three on this. Oh, on this one, like on the smaller one, it's like four guys. Oh, on the actual posters. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So is this going to be some sort of slap film? slapstick i should say like like robin hood men in tights monty python or is this an actual three musketeers movie 
It is romance, family, comedy, and action adventure. So they threw a little bit of everything. Good for them. I um I haven't seen this. Me neither. Me either. Oh yeah, I just assumed by all of our expressions that we've just never not, seen this. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this. I actually haven't be quite candid. I haven't seen any physical Three Musketeers movie or show or production of some sort. It's just one of those um I guess references that's so popular I probably feel like I've seen it, but right. haven't actually sat down to watch any from beginning to end. But I've heard so many like Three Musketeers references or jokes or whatnot. That I feel like I have seen it, but nope, never seen a Three Musketeers. Closest I get to Three Musketeers is the candy bar. I was going to say, unlike you, I have had a <laughs> candy bar. And at this moment, <laughs> I would like to thank our sponsor, the Three Musketeers Candy Bar. What's their slogan? I really don't know. Uh, all for one and one for all. You're not you when you're hungry. I don't no, know, that's, that's Snickers. That's, that's Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. That's <laughs> Kit Kat bar. <laughs> that fancy feast. What are you talking yeah. about? Fancy wow, feast. they're really our sponsors. <laughs> they just uh, unsubscribed. The only relevance to the Three Musketeers I'm familiar with is the Mickey, Donald, and Goofy movie. I grew up with that. Mickey, Donald, Goofy are the Three Musketeers, and they're recruited to protect Minnie, the princess, from the evil King Pete. So I don't really know what the real story of the Musketeers exactly are. <laughs> I know they're definitely protecting some royal, and they're like the goons of the French army, or whatever you want to call them, knights? I, I don't know. Oh, are they? They're good guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they, I, like, I didn't know if they were like an anti-hero like Robin Hood, so I was just like... Yeah, I guess from a certain perspective, Robin Hood is anti-hero. Big on chocolate. Original slogan. For some reason, I just want to say... Wait, what? It's a what? Big on chocolate. Original oh. slogan. Three Musketeers. Candy bar. Hmm. I mean, it's pretty star-studded. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Sheen, yeah, Kiefer like, Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell. Really, I mean, I know yeah. Chris O'Donnell from Batman and Robin. At least in this time, that's what I would have known him from. By now, I know him from, like, NCIS Los Angeles and stuff. Charlie Sheen, you know, Two and a Half Men. Uh, things, and other stuff great. I wouldn't name on this podcast. And then Kiefer Sutherland is 24. Yeah, this film does at least have the advantage of being in a technical right time frame for being in the 90s. So we might actually be able to sit through this one. Again, the absent-minded professor wasn't terrible, but I still hold true that I think it's a 4 out of 10 compared to all the movies out there. I just want to say, uh, I just finished watching The Absent-Minded Professor, and I also rated it 4 out of 10. (laughs) There you go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So on that note, I think it's time that we take a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be back with our thoughts and reviews after these messages. Would you sing song it again? Because he's waking up from his nap. I like it. Keep it up. Oh boy, it's Halloween and I have a bag full of candy. Let's see. Smarties? Snickers? And what's this? Three Musketeers? Have you ever tried Three Musketeers? The chocolate side Three Musketeers Within the inside Three Musketeers The goo that can't hide Three Musketeers The taste that's so bad Three Musketeers No reason to have Three Musketeers 
what kind of a joke to give this to me on Halloween. Hmm. Oh, for when they say one for all they crave, I should add, it's not bad. I'm in disarray, musketeers can stay, if it's chocolate, it can stay. Guess what everyone? Review-O-Meter is now on Twitter! Follow and receive alerts of when a new podcast episode is released. Participate in future activities such as polls to help us decide which streaming titles to watch in our future episodes. Follow Review-O-Meter at Review-O-Meter. That's Review-O-Meter without hyphens in the username. And we're back from watching the Three Musketeers. That was also very sing-songy-ish. <laughs> Today's a day where we just sing our review in musical terms. Oh, please, no. No, This was not a musical, I should add that. It's gonna be uh. a negative for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? Oh, oh, what? Oh. <laughs> what, what? You what? were like, we're gonna be all sing-songy, and I was like, oh, oh that's gonna be a negative okay. for me, dog. I thought, you said, I thought you were saying that the movie is a negative for you. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, right, off gate. <laughs> right off the gate, reviewing No, it. no, no. Yeah, oh, no, I, no. I mentioned earlier that this was probably gonna be slapsticky because it said it was a comedy in the description. It's not slapsticky. Here's what I have to say first about it. It's a comedy, but only because there's one-liners. It's very well still inside the movie bubble of actually trying to be serious i think the writers wrote a good serious three musketeers fun adventure throwing some one-liners for certain characters but really what made this a comedy is the casting first off tim curry yes i did not know he was gonna be in this right off the bat we get tim curry whoo and as you know, Tim Curry, he will take a role and just go a little bit above perfecting that role in his own character terms, whether it's comedy or creepiness or whatever. This had a bit of both. That's, that's yeah. definitely my first note. So if you all want to interrupt me here, that's we can drift off from there. I, I should say, say. I should, sorry to cut you off, Kevin, but I should say, Peter, I did say like three times that, hey, Tim Curry's in his, Tim Curry's in his, and you weren't listening. I have also just woken up from a nap, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Again? No, I'm just kidding. Again? Oh, wow, another nap? Whoa, did you watch the movie? No, no, I meant, when we, I meant when we were recording the first part of this episode, just before the commercial break. Nice save, nice save, don't worry. What do you mean? I wasn't... <laughs> I just oh, gave a review. How was I sleeping through the movie? Oh boy! No, Peter and I were were in the same boat uh, when we first started the podcast. I don't know if it's like a ginger thing or what, but oh, wow! Oh, wow. Yeah. Kira understands me. I get you, buddy. But no, we both we both had an early morning, so we had to take a a quick breather in between a quick. Uh, intermission but we're back and we're ready to rock and roll all recharged all recharged all right let's talk about the three musketeers kevin what do you have to say about it let me tell you other like okay tim curry first of all i didn't know his name i'm gonna be real with you but <laughs> let me tell you guy was popping back in the 90s i feel like he was in everything yeah this is around home alone two ish times which he was also in a lot of cartoons in the 90s yeah uh but i mean he did a great job. He was 
creepy, uh, for sure. Really? Um, but no, it was it was it was funny. It did have its funny moments. It also had some action because you know I do like some action movies. So it was a uh, pretty good. The action was pretty good. It was pretty fun. Swords and whatnot, even some guns. Of course, this was like the 17th century. King Louis the 13th. You know, the Three Musketeers were not really like his bodyguards, kind of like how in the Mickey Mouse version that I'm familiar with acted like. But these were more like they know something's up and they're going on the rogue adventure to save the king in the long term because the king is pretty much in danger by his... If you know the three, if you know the story of the Three Musketeers, you're probably like, yeah, 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 buddy, no shit. <laughs> yeah, because I before I actually just watching this, I didn't know they were like basically private security for like the king, and there was more than just the three. I thought it was just three of them. Yeah, I didn't know. That. I thought it was just three. <laughs> I was like, was, oh, no, I, mean, really listen, I knew nothing about them. <laughs> three <laughs> Musketeers. I would. I didn't know it was like. 2000 musketeers. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's definitely the king's military, but they were the ones that were tasked to guard the king. So, so were they like the best of the best? No, actually, they were supposed to be the worst of the worst. Really? So, again, my knowledge is really from the Mickey Mouse film that came out in 2004. And in that one, Mickey was the one that dreamed of being a musketeer in fact there's this funny intro showing mickey all young meeting some musketeers and like they gave him a hat kind of like monsters university style where mike kept the hat so he keeps this hat thinking as he was growing up he wants to be a musketeer (laughs) i remember that all of a sudden anyways from that he's also ambiguous he's trying so hard but of course all the other musketeers look like the goofy movie style stock characters that they're literally the same character animation bulky tall and mickey's mickey so of course he's never gonna be a real musketeer but he's there he's in the training for it so all the musketeer men are sent off to war just like in this movie however mickey was tasked with donald and goofy because they were also outcasts in this military to guard Minnie from pete's order because Pete knows that Mickey and Donald and Goofy will just mess up somehow. He doesn't trust them. So better to have the weak of the weak rather than the strongest of the Musketeers guarding the person you're trying to kill. So, And I guess in this movie, the role that Pete played was played by Tim Curry, which was like the king's right-hand man. Yeah, and uh, instead of having the weak of the weak protect, we just got rid of the Musketeers altogether. Well, I think right. these three musketeers were outcasts from the start. I think they already had a bad history, but they definitely were still musketeers. Yeah, they're still outcasts in this. They're just not weak, like in the, I guess, Mickey one. Yeah. Um, like, they, but they're all outcasts in their own right. I mean, Charlie Sheen's guy was like a former chaplain or priest or whatever. He uh, for Sutherland's dude is, was like, is an alcoholic now and betrayed the lady he loved, and then, what's the name of the pirate? <laughs> he was a lot of oh, yeah. He was a lot well, of that. pretty right there. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty outcasty. I mean, if you ask me, I don't know. Compared to all the high, bougie lifestyle of, like, France's known four, those three are, like, the complete opposite of all rich and high and mighty. They are just three dudes that are, they used to be one thing, not their musketeers. Like, musketeer wasn't their first choice. We don't hear about that until uh, D'Artagnan says him. So he comes yeah. flying into the picture. He's like the first one that's like, yep, I'm a musketeer. This is what I always wanted. They're just like, 
this is what I'm at. This is where I'm at now. <laughs> like I was this, but this is where I'm at. I'm a musketeer now. <laughs> so yeah. Also, I like that introduction that they did for it too, because they had D'Artagnan run into all three of them, and he's like, "Fight me at twelve o'clock. All right, fight me at one o'clock. Fight me at two o'clock." And then when they show up, they're like, "You can't fight him. No, I'm fighting you at one. You can't fight him. No, I'm fighting you at two now. So you gotta wait." <laughs> so that was a good. That reminds, that, that, that reminds me of um like like high school like when you were gonna like fight someone quote unquote yes. like hey meet me at the flagpole at three o'clock. Yes, okay. and it's like ooh ooh like they're gonna get like they're gonna get beat up blah 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 and it's like oh here we go you know like no mm-hmm. Caesar I totally. Like oh, I'm I, there with you. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I, you guys. I yeah. had the same reaction. I really love the introduction for Charlie Sheen's character. <laughs> Madam, I'm flattered, but I am here to tutor you in theology. Forgive me, Monsieur Hermes, but when you started talking about original sin, I lost control and became impassioned. It won't happen again. Please go on. Well, there's nothing. Only about expressing one's emotions. On the contrary, religion should be experienced in an all-embracing way. We should feel free to express our spirituality. It's time. Let me in! My husband. You're married? Yes, I'm married. Oh. Ah! Must sins. Wow, right off the bat. Nice joke there. But that was like a perfect Charlie Sheen role because a lot of people know him from like Two and a Half Men where he is just like this womanizer. <laughs> Coming out of Charlie Sheen's mouth too. Yeah, of course I'm thinking right? of Two and a Half Men as well. He also had this cameo in Friends that I recall. Really? His name was Ryan in that show. So he was literally in one episode. Yep. He played that Navy guy that came to see Phoebe when she caught the chicken pox and then passed it to him in case... Any of you are friends listeners out there listening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, know. I, I gotta go watch Friends again. I like, I watched Friends, but I am drawing a blank on that episode. That's so funny. Speaking of friends, I would say these musketeers have the strongest friendship in oh, all of Oh, they were France. the best of pals. As they would say, all for one and one for all. Is, yeah. Hey. Unless you're Whatever Tim that Curry. means. <laughs> <laughs> Caesar said, unless you're Tim Curry. I... I'm screaming. Tim oh, Curry's oh. motto is probably like, all for me, and me is to all of you out there. Basically, he's conceded. All for one. One for all and all for me, or more for me. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. One for all and more for me. There, there we is. go. There we go. Look at that. Uh, teamwork. My words came out of Sydney's mouth. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This is why you have friends. Hope you out. Just gotta have friends. Look at that. I would say we're all like musketeers, aren't we? Aren't we all? Yeah. I thought we were hot doggers. Um, a new a new season of uh, episodes, a new a new choice of category, and a new audience. What do you mean? We've been saying hot doggers throughout the uh the last theme, which was sports yeah. movies. What was it, Peter? What was it? What was it? Wait, wait which was our last name? Oh, yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yes, choice. Oh, boy. Like, oh, boy. Oh, man. That nap, that nap one must have been powerful. <laughs> that nap. I'm, I need one of those. I'm telling you, I took I a nap and I woke up. And it was like five o'clock and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm late for work. 
the, my, the oh. next morning, but it wasn't the next morning, and I realized, but wait, the sun's out right now. Oh. He pulled, he pulled a hole. Oh, crap. I have school. Oh, oh wait. Man. I'm not in school. Wait, oh, wait. wait I'm man. a teacher. Oh, wait. I don't care. But, uh. Wait. Uh, wait. It's Saturday. 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can still hear myself. I definitely need to pump it up. I know I'm sounding very monotone. I'm sorry about it, guys. As you can hear, I'm probably stretching. There we go. Take a Ooh. shot to loosen up. Yeah, yeah take another shot, Ooh. man. I'll take a shot of water today. There we Ooh. go. Hey, yeah, you do what you gotta do as long as you stay. But to mention Netflix guest choice, one of the Musketeers was actually in one of the movies we watched. Mm. Yeah. What? Yeah? Wait. Wait. True story. Wait, is it from you... Chef? Yes, it is. Is it Pathos? Yes, sir. He was a Wait. critic. Um, oh, he, he is was. What is yeah. his actual name? Can I get a fact check on Oliver his actual Platt. name? What? Oliver Platt. That's his name. Ah, that's yes. his name? Yeah. Thank you. Caesar's ready with his fingers on his keyboard to do all the fact checking for us tonight. Ooh. I literally am. <laughs> Shang's not here, so I gotta like, pick up You gotta pick up the slot? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say, since you bring him up, I was just gonna talk about how I, I really did enjoy his character. Like, he was crazy as hell and silly and was always, like, bouncing around and doing all kinds of weird shit. I mean, like, then they said he was a pirate, so it made sense. But I was like, I was like, you are, like, you're on one, buddy. And then he's like, oh, I'm a pirate. I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. <laughs> like, he explains everything. Yeah, his, his, the way, yeah. Go on, Kevin. I'm sorry. His character is, like, that one friend that has, like, all of these stories. And, like, these stories seem, like, way too much to be true. And then, like, it actually is true. Because <laughs> at the beginning, he's like, this, what was it? Was it a scarf or something? Yeah, it was like a scarf from some uh, queen oh, yeah. of America. <laughs> yeah, queen of America. Oh, yeah. He's like, there's no queen of America. And then his dancing? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> that man, dancing? Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? What, what, <laughs> what was that? But for whatever reason, it got everybody up and moving. And I was like, all right, whatever. Oh, you in the tavern? Yeah, yeah, I was like, whatever, whatever, whatever you choose. All right, so let's talk about that scene. Because he's basically making out with this woman. She's sitting on his lap, right? And he's teaching... Oh my god, what's his name? Dame, Dame, the main character, D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan, yeah. Yeah, thank you. He's teaching D'Artagnan about how to seduce women, quote-unquote. And he just says... Let the schooling begin. <laughs> Secret to wenching is in the first kiss. For in that first kiss, a lasting impression is made, right, ladies? Mm-hmm. If it is, if it is weak, she'll think you're weak. If it's comical, she'll think you're a clown. With me? Weak, weak, comical clown. And as a musketeer, is never weak. And only really a clown. Your first kiss must be all the things that you are. Like this. Mm. <laughs> and then... Charlie Sheen's character, like, says, Only the wrong words are a complete waste of time. The right words can make a more lasting impression than a thousand of Porthos's kisses. Not likely. Right, see? Shall I demonstrate? As morning hues of sun-swept fire caress your passion face, alone with thee, a pure desire to worship untold grace, my soul would cry in silent prayer to an hour swept apart. Your essence warms the evening air as I dance. Shakespeare, Aramis, Fading. It was beautiful. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, that was a. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys think about that? 
It honestly remind. Have you guys all seen Were the Millers? Yes. Yes. I have. Yes. It reminds yes. me of that scene where Emma Roberts and Jennifer Aniston are teaching. Um, yeah. The one. I kid. That a kiss. Yes. yes. That's the most popular <laughs> scene in that movie. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> That's honestly all I could think of, and like I didn't want to say it in the chat. I was like, no, I just have to save it for like post film feedback so i thought that was so funny i was like oh lord i don't know what's happening but it's happening i i thought it was the most fitting scene ever for all i guess what three of them um even bringing in i gosh i really forget the name of Kiefer sutherland's uh musketeer but like even bringing him in um i know him from 24 so going back and watching this and then him being like all dramatic and drinking in the corner by himself, I was like, okay, I can kind of see that. And then Charlie Sheen uh, seducing the chick with the, I guess what, Shakespeare poetry. Or, yeah. or poetry. Um, I was like, okay, I can also see that. And then, what was it, Oliver? I don't know. Did you say Oliver Flat? Is that his name? Platt? Platt. Platt. There we go. Uh, his character, like, him just going straight in for the kiss and then him like the way he was in the movie, I was like, okay, I can damn sure see that because you literally just do things. That's just, that's who you are. You just go for it. You you just get up. Oh, that's, that's a lively tune. I'm just going to start dancing. Oh, things are going crazy. I'm just going to be silly about it and find some way to beat everyone. Oh, my man needs help up here. I'm just going to shoot him with a little crossbow. Oh, <laughs> he just he just does things and it just so happens to work out for the best so i can see that too it was like it was probably just the most fitting scene for all parties involved and then d'artagnan gets up tries his little you know tries a little bit of both he's like all right i'm gonna try and yeah seduce a chick with poetry that didn't quite work out so i'm just gonna go for it and i can kind of see that he's just the charming guy you just look at him and you're just like yep it's funny <laughs> he's like, yep, I'm, you know, so I, like, I didn't think he needed either of their help. He, the way they introduced him and everything in the movie, uh, he just charms and seduces women just by being around. I mean, he was fighting the one guy over seducing his sister. So, like, that's how we met him. So, it was like, clearly he doesn't have an issue in this department. He's just trying to be a musketeer and wants to be who you guys are. And you give him this lecture. But I just thought that was the most perfect scene for the whole, for all four of them. Yeah, I think that scene definitely defines each character in this film. It is weird, though. How they chose to define them? No, it makes sense because he sees musketeers in this combat. And he's like, oh boy, real musketeers, I better go follow them. I was thinking back to that scene, though. I'm going to blame it on the screenwriting. Uh, those women, uh, they were definitely played as the tools for this film. Now, granted, I did say that early on in the movie, especially in that scene, but then we finally got to a, a female character that actually had some charisma and such, made some sacrifices. I believe she was the love interest for Athos. I can't are remember these. About, are you talking about the main one that kind of had the mark? Yes. Yeah, my lady de winter. Yeah. 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 She was probably like the most, you know, of all the women in this film had the most layers. I gotta say, I I also kinda liked Louis's wife for I was gonna uh, say the queen was bad in my eyes, yeah. Or queen or fiance yeah. or whoever. She wasn't bad. 
She wasn't bad. She at least caught on to Tim Curry's plan before yeah. the king, even, even though Louis didn't believe in her. But that's all that she was there for, because everything else was useless. Except, let's let's go to that next scene where Tim Curry interrupts this woman as she's taking a bath, and she gets up from the tub, and we see two hands put a robe behind her, and it's of course Tim Curry. Uh, <laughs> so creepy. Oh Very my creepy. God. That's a cringe scene if I've ever seen one in a while. Like I haven't seen one in a while for '93 or whatever Disney movie. That was a that was cringe worthy. She's 100%. like 16, right? Yeah. Oh, Tim Curry. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we said it in the chat as we were watching it, but Tim Curry's Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show is showing. I don't know. I love the Rocky you, Horror Picture Show, so I had to make that reference. <laughs> Yeah, why are we going there? Totally sidetracking. <laughs> I love Tim Curry. He's so great. You don't say he it. made that role so creepy, but <laughs> funny. All he has to do is smile. I love this guy. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of, like, films with Tim Curry, but, like, Home Alone 2, and he just, like, kind of yes. like, like what you had said earlier, he'll just, like, he will truly, truly, like, get into character and just, like, run with it like no one's business and just kind of bring the same like flair of like his own he'll bring his own flair to every character he is portrayed as so like in the one scene where he's putting on the robe of the girl it's like oh my god that's so cringe da, 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 da. i mean it's just cringe in general but like he like he made it extra cringe you know just like his body language and everything and like thinking like his um pompous attitude you know it just kind of like added more to it it's like oh my god please stop yeah. but like you're also doing amazing sweetie so he's, he's flirting too in that scene i should add he's telling the queen that you know yeah. louis kings come and go but his his job what's his role again i knew it he's the, the, cardinal. the cardinal there you go cardinal. yeah he's the cardinal he tells her you know we're here forever mm -hmm. change your allegiance <laughs> piggybacking off what you just said kira and how i keep repeating too this man goes above and beyond in his acting, of course. Gotta he's so good. Him. Yeah, he's so good. They scare the crap out of Steven Spielberg during Frame Red Rabbit when he auditioned for the role of Judge Doom. That's a fact you already heard. But yes, he did scare Steven Spielberg. I think good for him. <laughs> you think good for him? Well, I mean, Spielberg gave us E.T. So like for that, oh, I'm forever grateful. Oh, so. oh, I thought you were talking about good for him being creepy in this movie. Like, what do you mean? No, no, no. Oh, oh, I mean... I mean, living in living he, he, made a, he made a good deal out of being creepy. So I would have yeah. said, "What do you mean?" But I would have understood it. <laughs> you know, oh, like, oh that's understood. <laughs> oh, no, also, no, I yeah. Uh, oh, Kara. Huh? Oh, were you saying something? Um, I was gonna say because literally, like, do we know that Curry's dead in this movie? Because okay, he went over the thing and he went in the in the river, and that was pretty much it. He never saw a body, no death, no body, exactly. So I'm just like, we're celebrating at the end, but. No body. He could be still be alive. He could come back and kill everyone. Like, what's happening? Same with that one woman who fell yeah. off the cliff. Oh. I honestly thought she was going to come back in the end. Yeah, me too. I really did, thought she would. Did she fall, uh, though? That looked more like a jump. Well, we yeah. see from what the pan shot showed us, it looked like there were sharp rocks at the bottom. However, but where she landed, we're behind yeah. the sharp rocks, so she probably landed on the landed water. In the water. Yeah. Probably broke, like, four bones, but... You know, that does you could still live from that. You could still live. She was diving properly. I'm pretty sure she lived. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I I assumed that the Cardinal drowned at the end. 
Because, like, they knocked him out, and he hit the water. So maybe he's, like, conscious in the water and drowned. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's Tim Curry. He can... Man's, um... Does a lot of things. He's paid a clown. He's almost was Judge Doom. So, I mean, you never know what you can do. Maybe he'll come back in uh, the Four Musketeers. Oh boy! Ooh, potential sequel. Yeah. How many remakes? I wouldn't even say remakes. Just how many variations of the Three Musketeer films are there? I'm sure this was like number three hundred and four. Mickey was probably like three hundred and eight. Is there one older than this one? I'm pretty Maybe? sure. Like, there's got to be a black and white one, right? Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, there's a 1973 live-action film. Is it it's an option? Like, is this and the I Shuffler for this believe, game? I don't believe it was on Disney+. Plus. Oh, oh, that is actual. Why is that? Because I, I was thinking this would have been a good one to test out my theory on... Uh, from last episode of Absent-Minded Professor, right? Yes. Where, like, we could have seen another... I mean, it would have been cool to... But I was saying how Flubber, the 97 version, was so much better than the 61 version that was uh, Absent-Minded Professor. I would be curious if the same holds true for Three Musketeers. If this 93 version, since I've seen it, and I'm very familiar with just about everybody in this one if i saw an older version if i would feel the same way that i felt about okay but what if we ever land on the disney three musketeers of mickey donald and goofy i that that's technically a remake if you were to call it a remake it's technically a remake but i just think it and that one is on disney plus totally animated and cartoon would play a role in that a, like a heavy like it being mickey would almost drive the story's different the too so yeah but, but then again different story party. different it still would be the same because i was mad that they literally gave me flubber with no robin williams so if you gave me three musketeers with no Kiefer sutherland charlie sheen and oliver platt i might be angry wait so you <laughs> you really liked this maybe <laughs> whoa <laughs> A movie that we had none of us have seen. We're like, oh wow, okay, this is a film that we weren't really thinking we could land on. But yeah, I think yeah, I was also like I said right off the bat, Tim Curry. I definitely had high expectations right when I saw his name appear in the title cards. I I don't know. I thought this was a pretty good movie. Definitely entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it would have benefited better if it was a slapstick comedy? What do you mean by slapstick exactly? Because I don't like more goofy. More goofy, more modern references. Like, I remember Robin Hood Men in Tights when there's like the jousting scene at the end. One of the characters in the crowds cheers them on by doing the Seminoles chant. Let's give him the chop! Stuff like that. Same with Monty Python, they do the same sort of jokes. I think this was fine with the way it was. Yeah, because I feel like if this gets any sillier, we start just making it Three Stooges with swords. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. But I also believe that the actors also added a little bit more to their scripts to make it just a bit more goofy, but in all yeah. the right reasons. Same. But I also, and me personally, seeing it at just this current stage of like where I've seen all three, I guess four, where I've seen everybody in this movie play something a lot more serious. 
and I'm used to them playing something a lot more serious and completely different than what they're doing on here. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland, I just told you, the man is usually on 24. I'm used to watching him fight terrorists, not wearing tights and in a sword fight. So, like, <laughs> this is, yeah. like, so for all all of them, except for uh, D'Artagnan, Chris O'Donnell, I mean, I love him in NCIS Los Angeles, but as much as people make fun of the movie, I'm used to seeing him in Batman and Robin. Like, oh, yeah. Every time I True. see him, I think of Robin, so I, he, technically he's already in tights fighting Mr. Freeze. But, like, seeing Charlie <laughs> seen as the religious guy who's trying to protect someone, that's funny in his own right. I don't even need him to say anything. Then he started talking and doing... Seeing Kiefer Sutherland wear tights, and then, like, I'm already used to seeing him defend people, but then being all, like, depressed and sad over a chick and drinking is like, bro, you failed trying to stop terrorist attacks and this is the thing that makes you sad i don't believe it so that's not funny <laughs> to me and then i don't know oliver play I, he's always playing some kind of weird quirky guy so i guess he stays true to himself everything he's in he's just kind of like that weird and quirky guy but the rest of them i'm not used to them playing roles like that and now they're kind of being silly and serious it didn't need to be any flapstick funny it was already funny as it is hey man that's pretty fair fair review right there so looking more on Disney Plus, I actually found that there was a silly symphony called the Three Blind Mouseketeers. Oh boy. It's a silly symphony, so it's short. It's only eight minutes long. I've never seen this. And if you actually throw in the typo of of musketeers, you'll get mouseketeers. So you get plenty of content there of Disney. In case I don't have to explain the musketeers there, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Didn't think so. Well. <laughs> I mean, there's like a lot of versions of Three Musketeers. Not gonna lie. This one's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, they have like a newer one. Didn't know. They have two newer ones. One that actually involves guns. This I don't knife. trust it already. No, no I mean like... guns. No, 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 no. I mean like... Modern? Modern guns. <laughs> like, there's uh, a fighter jet in the picture. I already, already don't trust it. There's a in the background. It has to be swords. Can't, and... can't trust it. No, it's got to be Renaissance, Crusades. Give me something yeah. old. Oh, during the White Plague. The other oh, one has like Orlando Bloom in it, so, you know, has to be solid, right? I'd rather watch Pirates for Musketeers movie Orlando Bloom. Yeah, I mean, sure or Lord of the Rings, but I guess Pirates, ha- he has at least a feather in his hat, so. He at least had a sword. Yeah. And then you could watch, you know, Barbie and the Three Musketeers, but um, uh, anybody wants to sit through that. That will make me rage. Barbie in the three. That's that's a thing. I've seen some Barbie movies back in my day. Oh, Barbie and the Nutcracker had that VHS in my house. Why do I feel like I have that also? Sisters, anyways. But yeah, I got got some news. I got some news. So that movie we just talked about, Barbie and the Three Musketeers, five star rating. No, you want you know you want to guess who's in it? Tim Curry. Wow. Yep, Tim Curry's in that movie. No way. Yes, Tim Curry! Oh my god. He does voice work, so I guess that makes sense. You know, actually, guys, this one looks pretty dope. They have, like, transformations into different outfits. The sell of toys. This might be pretty solid. Oh, wow. Yeah, we could review this one. No, I'm kidding. We could review it. I mean, we got, like, a five-year-old on the show. You want me to rage. I fully understand. You guys want me to rage on the show. I mean, Unfortunately, Sydney will be out of town. Oh, oh, I'll be in town. I'll be I'll be sure to be here for an hour. No, 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 no. no. Oh, don't, don't you worry. I'll, I'll be here. You, you guys clearly want me to watch Barbie Musketeers, so I'll be here for it. I'll give you one. Uh, 
<laughs> oh. I have one note to add for this. Um, let's talk about the way King Louis looks. Definitely looks oh. pretty feminine. And I say that because he definitely looks like a little girl in this. Specifically, a young girl. But he's probably only like a 16-year-old boy. And he has like the Lord Farquaad haircut. I think the intention of doing this is because if you look at a lot of the paintings and such, probably like yeah. in the Louvre or Google Images, <laughs> royalty always looks really feminine. So it's interesting. I hope I'm using the right terms there. I apologize if that comes off wrong. I mean, back in the day, like there are times boys would wear pink or, and dresses. So yeah. Well, it's not the pink, yeah, well, the dress maybe, but it's not that it's like pink or anything. It's just like the look. Oh, yeah, no, I know. The makeup, saying, like, probably. <laughs> back then, like, it, like whatever we call feminine now, back then it was, like, masculine, so. It's weird. Yeah, no, but, that's true. Oh, turns out table. But, uh, I also expected Mr. King Louis, uh, to put up more of a fight when he was being captured. Uh, he, because he's like, I mean, no, why did you get rid of the, no. the three musketeers? They were my friends. Well, this 15-year-old boy? No. Plus, no. he's the king of France during the 17th century. No. <laughs> not, not, not this particular 15. A different one, maybe. <laughs> not this one. Not, no. not, yeah. this one. not this one. Not this one. No. Not, not this Louis. There's no. probably a different 15-year-old Louis on Disney Plus that might, but not this one. <laughs> may, may I remind you of another King Louis a few years ahead who also didn't bother putting up a fight, and, you know, he also paid the price with his head. His father? No, oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about, like, during the Revolutionary. King Louis the... Fact check, fact check, hold on. Yeah, that's... that's. I was, like, seriously asking. Was that... Is that the same King Louis that they were referring to as his father in the movie? No, no. No? How far away would that... This is this is King Louis the 13th in the film. And uh-huh. it is true that his father was assassinated. I'm talking about, like, 19th century. No, 18th century, sorry. I'll be how should I not know this? I'm just now thinking of that one line in Hamilton. A meddling in the middle of a military mess, a game of chess, where France is queen and kingless. Who signed a treaty with a king whose head is now in a basket? Would you like to take it out and ask it? Or should we honor our treaty, King Louis' head? Uh, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. Enough! Enough! Hamilton is right. King Louis XVI, I think. Is the King Louis the 16th? Yeah, XVI. I just like reading out Roman numerals wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was executed yeah. by the guillotine. Ooh, yep, fancy. Yep, that King Louis. Yeah. There might be a day we might ever review Hamilton since it's on Disney Plus, just letting you know. I can, I can <laughs> it's imagine, out there. Can't imagine reviewing that. A whole musical. I'd rather do oh. High School Musical. Mm-mm. There's well, a few got- musicals, though, like stage productions, because Newsies was also on the potential for being on this list. I took it out because I felt stage production isn't really a movie. It could be a whole category itself or musicals or whatever. But of course, there's a lot of movies here that are musicals, but they're movies still. Heck, all of Disney animation's musicals, so you know. So, it was the 17th century, right? There were no cars, right? Everyone had to do, had to use a horse. A lot of horses correct. in movies, guys. That is so, correct. have any of y'all been on a horse before? Yes. Yes. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> Caesar, have you ever- I remember it being seven-year-old, 200-pound little boy that was on a school fair trip. Mm-hmm. We went to, I think it was um, a farm on Poinciana. I forgot what it was called. I think Meadow? I forgot what it's called. Green, but yeah, Meadows? Green Meadow Farms. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Green Meadow Farms. That's what it was. 
Did you ride like they had horses there to ride, right? Like you yes. were standing next to someone, and you can milk a cow. Wait, are you saying we all rode the same horse? Um, not well, not we the might same have. horse, but we oh, probably rode been... a horse in the same place. Probably not the same <laughs> yeah. horse. Yeah, but yeah, I remember riding a horse there, and I remember I was freaking out the first time. I think that was my last time riding a horse, and never again. Yeah, horses are tall. So they are. Yeah. being up there is like, like like as a little kid like you could bust your head if you fall off kind of like michelle and full house i was gonna quote full house the series finale that's how they ended the freaking show yeah really yeah she got amnesia and then she got her memory back after talking to her twin sister and uh everything was good yeah then yep. fast forward to Fuller House decades later and we never see michelle again yeah because uh she still had amnesia and they lost her true story no. they, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> uh, that's okay. crazy. We all rode the same horse. Right, that's crazy, man. I mean, I didn't, but you guys did. I mean, I mean, you might have, but you know. Oh, no, mine was at my elementary school. They brought a horse. I rode it. There's a picture of me. My uh, house is in the cut. It's great. I was in the same school you went with um, Sydney, right? Oh, probably. Yeah. But uh, rode a horse. It was great. I have a picture of it. I was like maybe seven, eight. Hey, same, around the same age. Yeah. Was I the only one to notice the Princess Bride reference? Well, I mean, wasn't it really a reference like an Easter egg with um? No, Chris? what? I mean, because with um, with Chris, with Chris O'Donnell's character and how his father was killed by by Tim Curry's. I mean, it's not really wasn't really his bodyguard, the one with the eye patch. You guys remember? Oh, the V uh, V for Vendetta guy. Yes, I was, and he was like, "Oh, you killed my father? Yeah, I killed your father. I'm gonna do the same to you." And I was like. Totally reminded me of Princess Bride. I'm Ego Montora. I killed your father. Prepare to die. An impression. Surprising. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. I uh, didn't even try. You should. You should do the uh, rest of the podcast in that accent right now. Please do that. I will pay you. I will pay you if you do that. Please do that. I won't pay you. Painful. <laughs> Currently watching the end of the movie because there was something that I wanted to bring up that I forgot. Because you know, don't trust your brain. It's the worst computer. But it was a funny thing that I knew I would hurt myself if I knew I forgot to mention it afterwards something relating to tim curry oh are we supposed to guess no 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 i'm just like well, <laughs> I mean, if you want if you want to help me wait the like what, what point was it? Dead? yeah the close to his death was it oh was it like when they're like by now the duke of buckingham's signature is next to mine the alliance is complete that would be difficult considering the treaty never left france a minor problem. Yes, was that it? was it. Oh my god, thank you. Good job, Kevin. Wow. wow. That was it. Yay! I just thought that was funny. Oh, host, well, over here. Wow. <laughs> Look at that on point. Jogging the memories of everybody. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, wow. That was great. Not much to mention about that, but that was a pretty funny line. Pretty solid delivery. Other than that, I think the last thing I had to mention was at the very end, King Louis the 13th is very honored that Donatarian. Ah, God, I need to write this thing down. D'Artanian. D'Artanian. I was going to say Donatello. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, you just call him Donnie. Yeah. (laughs) I almost say Dante, but D'Artanian. That's that's my middle name. Go for it. (laughs) D'Artanian. He, of course, is being thanked by the king. He says to him, D'Artanian, I'm in your debt. What can I do to repay the courage you've shown me? Dude. Dude, this is your chance. You can get more money. You can ask all the people in your town for for supplies. Heck, you can even ask the king to grant these poor people of the town some more wealth. 
You could do anything. But the other musketeer says, Your majesty, his heart has but one desire. And that is to become a musketeer. You're already gonna get the musketeer role, don't worry. In fact, you might even get Tim Curry's pass role. So that's a dumb request. The king's kind of like, cool, so I owe you nothing. Nice. You saved his life. And you're obviously gonna become some sort of knight in some way. You don't have to ask to be a musketeer, bro. You got you got the job. Job's yours. Oh, I was, I was gonna say, like, I'll take it for the genie would to come to you and be like, hey, you get one wish. What are you gonna use it on? And it's like, oh, where'd you have, to, where'd you have some nachos right now? Not I suppose. Even more so if you're granting your wish in uh, Taco Bell. I really thought it was weird that... Wait, what's the guy's name? D-Dartanian. 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 Yeah. I How need he to looked... save that name for my future D&D NPC character names. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. You're all good. I thought it was weird that he almost... He was looking to the other musketeers almost like for support. Like... What do I do? What do I do? And it's like, the ball's in your court, my guy. Like, don't hand it off to someone. You know what I mean? So yeah, I thought yeah, that absolutely. was weird that he was just like, speak on me. Like, don't be shy. You saved this guy's life. Like, the last thing you should do is be like shy or nervous, you know? Well, he is the king. And who knows what this child king can do to him? I mean, nothing. He did get kidnapped. Like, nothing. Like, he got kidnapped and that was it. <laughs> still, still. A kid with all the power. Who knows if he could make one wrong slip and then off to the guillotine. <laughs> um, no. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. And everyone, welcome to Chosen Annoyance. We are back. <clears throat> where in this segment, we will go around and treat this as a little round table. Where we will all take a minute to talk about the character that annoyed us the most. I will begin with who I call little bitch boy. But, Mr. You Bang My Sister, my guy. Yes, yes! I, I am so sorry. Yep. I, I don't know who needs to tell you this, but somebody's going to tell you, so it might as well be me. She's your sister. She's a female. Somebody's going to bang her. Uh, I apologize. I'm sorry you had to hear this from me. Uh, but, my guy, you, you didn't need to, to cry for an hour and 45 minutes about it. Bro, you got your ass with at the beginning of the movie. Then you, you went on a little chase. You got your ass with about 10 minutes after that. Then I didn't see you for an hour for you to come back, get your ass with again. And then I see you 10 minutes later and you run. You're crying over your sister done probably been banging. I don't know how many times in the time you sitting here crying over the one over Don Terry. He done moved on, became a musketeer. He's living his best life. And you over here crying like a little girl. My man, get over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you needed to hear it from somebody. I'm sorry you don't know anybody back in France at this time that would tell you, but you're going to have to get over it because he ain't the first and he won't be the last. And my man done moved on and you still crying. So just move on. Just get over it. Yeah, move on, Gerard. <laughs> That's his name? That was his name? Oh, That's his name. Oh, Caesar, like, looked it up as you were ranting, Sydney. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Freaking Gerard. He gets my vote too, just saying. I loved his delivery of his lines, because obviously if you read that on the script, it's just two words, one word. Right. But, ugh, that was beautiful. It was funny. Oh. But at the same time, I gotta say, you know, that was still pretty random and pretty annoying for all the town folk in this 
France Village. What am oh. I saying? This has to be Paris. The king lives there. Yes, Paris. Yes. <laughs> anyway, well, Paris looked like a village back then. What can I say? Uh, Caesar, do you have anyone to throw into the chosen annoyance pool? I was thinking of the guy that killed um O'Donnell's father, him at first, but I totally forgot about Gerard. Totally forgot about him. So he's literally my choice as the most chosen annoyance in this movie. Uh, Peter, I know you said you agreed. Did you want to add anybody else? Nope. Uh, Kevin? I'm going to have to go with my boy, King Louie. Let okay. me tell you, okay, my okay. guy sat there while his whole kingdom was being taken from him, <laughs> right under his nose. He's like, oh no, everything's fine. No, no, buddy, everything's not fine. Can I defend him for just a quick moment? I think as a king, especially where you're more of a puppet, he doesn't know anything. Everything's oblivious to him, and it kind of reminded me of Avatar The Last Airbender with the Earth King, but really... It was really Long Fang who took control of the Earth Kingdom. The Dai Li agents were under his control. So I think that's exactly the same character motives and yeah, yeah honestly, just the same characters. Tim Curry, Long Fang, Earth King, and King Louie. There you go. And you know who annoyed me in in that season? The King. Earth King. That's a given. That's fair. That's fair. Like my guy over there. here. Yeah. He's got I just need to point out, like, as a king, he is just a puppet. I didn't expect much from him anyways, especially being a King Louie. Yeah. And, oh, his hair. Oh, my God. I love the hair. <laughs> the hair bro, is really he's... Triggering. The hair right there, bro. It, it really it's is. triggering. It really is triggering. I, I feel that. I feel that. And, like, that first scene where, like, he comes in, he's like, oh, his, his like, wife or whoever's like, Charlie, he's like, no, no, you should stay. Does it matter? Just say what you gotta say, buddy. You're the king. I Literally, I totally forgot that he was married to that girl. I literally thought for a second. Uh, yeah. He, he walked into the room. I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, my musketeers. I'm like, wait, you're the king? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I forgot he was the king at one point. Me too. I'm going to be real. <laughs> Did we see him before he confronted Tim Curry's character? Like, had we seen him physically on mm. screen prior to that moment? Or was that the first mm. time we saw him? Yeah, I think, yeah, him him um, talking to Tim Curry. Was like, like yeah, I believe it was the first like first time because I don't remember. I remember, yeah, I remember anything before that seeing him at all. I could be yeah, wrong. But... We saw Tim Curry first in those catacombs. Okay, right. That's so when he had the little prisoner guy killed. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anything else, Kevin? Or was that? Oh, that's pretty much him. All right. <laughs> Last but not least, Kira. Anything to add? Anybody annoying? Who annoyed you today? Not really. I feel not in this film, like nothing that really like stuck out to me like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, it was kind of it was annoying how the women were portrayed and how they would just kind of like go along with it and be like kind of like giggly, like play with their hair, da 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 da, try and like show off and having affairs left and right. That was how it was back then. That's not this is also a very Hollywood film. Yeah, that's that was the other thing too. So I was like, I don't know. I feel like everyone balanced each other out. Everyone did their part well. That I just, I just was not bothered with this film. I was, I'm pretty impressed with myself. To wrap up, chosen annoyance <clears throat> sounds like the winner of the most annoying character of the evening goes to Gerard. 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 Is that am I saying Gerard? that right? Gerard. Gerard goes to Gerard. <laughs> Mr. You slept with my sister. 
<laughs> well said. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think it's time to move on to our next segment. Sea Trivia! Welcome back, everyone. It's time for Sea Trivia. Uh, you hear that great music behind me while I'm talking? Doesn't this sound great, guys? Very jazzy, what? very jazzy. So, this evening, we have five questions. All multiple choice. Are we ready? Yes, we're ready. Yeah. I'm going back into the musical stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. First question. So, which actor in this movie kept his sword after filming? Was it A, Chris O'Donnell, B, Keith Sutherland, C, Oliver Platt, or D, Charlie Sheen? Uh, I'm going to go with Oliver Platt. Just seems like an Oliver Platt move. Okay. I will go with Charlie Sheen because he uh, is always winning, from uh, according to him. So, um, I'm gonna stick with Kevin. I'm gonna vote Charlie Sheen as well. I'm. My instincts say to agree with Charlie Sheen, but I'm gonna go with Sydney Oliver Platt because I feel like he's probably more of a movie buff to think. Oh yeah, swords from this film. I gotta. Well, unfortunately, you guys, everyone's wrong. The correct oh. answer is Chris O'Donnell. Oh, is it because he had the cool, Is it because he had the cooler sword out of everybody? It's possible. I, I should have looked at that first. Yeah. Everyone's sword his, to see which one's worthy of keeping. Yeah, his sword at the bottom had like a thing where it's world. I think, but I also think it was also gold. gold. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why he kept it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the others were like. Father's sword was gold. Had the but, gold. Hilt or whatever it's called. Shouldn't the Hand studio gold. keep it if it's like super expensive gold? <laughs> well, I mean, I, it was gold plated. I, you know, Hollywood. It can look I know, gold I on know. TV. But I would, I would keep it for even the fake one. I'm like, hey, just the proper version. Let me, let me have it. I mean, even the other musketeer swords were cool because they were like silver with like that blue bedazzled or what's the word I'm looking for? It's not bedazzled, but something else. Embroidered? No? Oh, yeah. I'm ordering it. Is that it? Yeah, whatever. But like, with like the blue or sapphire color to make like the cross or whatever uh, were on them. So, those are still pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty medieval, too. Yeah, you yeah. wear your colors on your your shield, your um, tabard or tunic or whatever it's called, and then your sword. Yeah. So. And you know, you know me, Peter, I like my swords. Yeah, but these are medieval swords. You like those ninja swords. Samurai swords, my guy. <laughs> Samurai sword. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we are going to move on to the next one. So which actor didn't attend any lessons of fencing or writing lessons? Was it A, Oliver Platt, B, Charlie Sheen, C, Chris, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, or D, Chris O'Donnell? I'm going to go with D on this one, Chris O'Donnell. I will go with, you know what, I'm going to switch it up and go with, uh, you say Oliver? Oliver, yeah. Oliver Platt, yeah. Oliver, okay. You're wearing Peter? Um, I was just looking on Wikipedia earlier, something about how they had to do a lot of recasting because some people didn't want to go through the training or something. Uh, but I can't remember the, the names, so that would have really benefited me here. I'm gonna, I wish Tim Curry should be a, a choice because that's what I would have picked, but I'll just say Charlie Sheen. Why not? I was gonna say, did Tim Curry even like swing a sword in this movie? Like, even... yeah, at the end. Kira? Um, I'm gonna go with Charlie Sheen because he's gotta be an answer for something, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is he just staying strong. Well, Kira and Peter, I got some news for you. We're you are correct! It's Charlie Sheen! 
Hey. He was too busy learning theology to teach the uh, the women. <laughs> well, the reason he missed it was because of the fact he was like involved in another film, which was Hot Shots Parts Dose. I don't know if you guys have seen Hot Shots. Nope, nope. It's like it's literally like a basic parody movie with like Rambo and like of, um, Top Gun. You know, I actually oh. think I know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen was, like a clip or something. It, it, it's, it was kind of like make a gun in a sense, but like more like similar. I mean, literally like, like a gun, but it was like much weirder. Okay, on to the next one. So, which actor did Disney want in this? Was it A. Johnny Depp, B. Brad Pitt, C. Robert Downey Jr., or D. Nicolas Cage? Okay, it's not D. You just did that to be funny. I don't um, know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, it's definitely not Robert Downey because this wasn't his, the peak of his career, so... He has been doing films, but this wasn't where he was near Iron Man level style blockbusters. He was doing his own style. Yeah, and I don't know, I can't remember when, like, the lowest point of his career was. I'm just gonna say around here. That's my guess. So, not him. So, I'm gonna go with Johnny Depp. Me too. Johnny Depp. Are you all with Johnny Depp? Oh, yeah. They probably saved him for later, too, for Pirates. Well, unfortunately, just like the first one, incorrect. It was Robert Downey Jr. Really? What? Yes. what? They wanted Disney Robert wanted Downey. him? Yes, they wanted Robert Downey Jr. In, as a part of this movie. Wow. Wow. There you go. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So which opening Disney movie scene was shown in the theaters before this movie started? Was it A, The Santa Claus, B, Toy Story, C, Pocahontas, or D, Lion King? Wait. So, preview or just It was like, like a... they should, they like a little like a sneak peek. They show like Ooh. a... Yeah. Okay, two movies are actually possible, so... I'm gonna go with Lion King, but I feel like it's either Lion King or Pocahontas. I'm gonna go mm. Toy Story. Kevin? What was the other options? I'm sorry. So A was Santa Claus, B I'm gonna go with Santa Toy Claus. Why So, it's, it's a good guess. It, both Santa Claus and Lion King came out in 94, so I'm thinking I don't know which to choose. I, but I'm probably gonna also say Santa Claus since I think as a live action film, maybe you might want to sneak peek in front of the live action film. I'm probably gonna be wrong. Let's just go with the answer. Here, you are wrong. Kiro, you are correct. It was Lion King. Hey. Yes, last one. So which actor in this movie hated horses? Was it A, Tim Curry, B, Oliver Platt, C, Charlie Sheen, or D, Kiefer Sutherland? Curry. I'm good with Charlie. Curry. He was Oliver never on Platt. a horse. Yeah, he was never on a horse. That's a good point, but I'm still going with Oliver Platt. Okay. Oh. Kira, once again, you are correct. It was Charlie Sheen. He <laughs> just keeps going with Charlie Sheen. Well, what did I say earlier? He's got to be the answer for something. <laughs> Listen, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> I miss 100% of the shot I took. What's that say? Yeah, I was about to say, Cindy, I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> no, you made one. What do you mean? You got one right. I got none of them right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I made one. I question right in like three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, for today, yes, but in other aspects of life, I'm like airballing everything. Oh, yeah, that's I did, so I did my calculations. So, Kira, you won this segment of C Trivia. Thank you, everyone, for, enjo- for joining us. Wait, hold on. Do we get a prize? That was awesome. Wait, do we get a prize? No! The prize of gloating. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Just like Shang. Yeah. What do you think? We're made of money here? Yes. 
Participation <laughs> trophies to all. There we go. That's going to be the shirt. Participation trophy. Everybody gets one. That's copyrighted, probably. <laughs> so on that note, I think it's time to move on to our third segment. Wow, we have a lot of segments today. Our third segment, The Scale. So, how would you all rank the Three Musketeers, parentheses, 1993, with the absent-minded professor, parentheses, 1961. I had to say parentheses because technically, both films share the same narrative as other films. The other one is literally Flubber. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed. That's it. That's it. That's all I needed. Thank you. Thank you. We could have just literally said that in the last one. Just say, yep, this movie was flubber. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's let's get into this. Uh, Sydney, let's talk about what your opinion is. Do you prefer this movie or The Absent-Minded Professor? Uh, this top and absent-minded professor is currently sitting second. Second place, nice. <laughs> what did you? What is with you in sing songy things? Like, do you want to be a singer or something? Wait, you thought that one was singing? Whatever. For second place was nice. Oh, I, I didn't say. I, I, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. What up? Oh yeah. Good answer, please. So, <laughs> um, the black and white version of Flubber. Uh, is going to be in second place, and in first place will be the non-black and white version of Three Musketeers. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, is that all you have to say? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You also did rush to see Absent-Minded Professor before starting this to be able to rank it. Yeah, I was. It, I literally finished it maybe like four hours ago, so... <laughs> Kira! Um, I have two previous two statements. I definitely enjoyed uh, Three Musketeers a lot more absent Morpheus. Yeah. Caesar! Well, at, at second, I would have to definitely, definitely the black and white flubber as my number two. Number one would be the Three Musketeers, 1993 movie. Again, is that all? Yes. It's unanimous. Three Musketeers gets my vote too. Oh. The absent-minded professor is going to second place. And that's last place, in case you don't know, there's only two titles that we reviewed so far in this theme. We still have two more to come, but I'm just going to keep it there for now. It's definitely one that could be second place out of four if we review uh, much worse films in this category, which as I wrote the entire list into the shuffler, it's possible. It could be possible. So far, we have gotten titles that we are not really familiar with, and... That kind of reminds me of our DCOM theme. We got titles that we didn't really treasure those DCOMs, but you know, they. Uh, it depends. I got, well, Sydney treasured one of them, but you know, there we go. I didn't. Um, yeah, no, that's all I have to say there. So that's how my segment ended the quickest. That's funny. How ironic. <laughs> wow. The yeah. name of the show for the segment and all, you know, ha- went the fastest. Oh. All right, it's time for my segment to start. Here we go, Kevin. Go, please, go, please, do it, do on it. the spot. Surprise me are right you, now. Are you ready? <laughs> I have nothing, actually. I really don't have anything. Kevin! I had that build up to just to let you guys down. I'm sorry. Kevin! Now we gotta do a segment now. You gotta come up with an idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, maybe we could get Home Alone. Never know. Is that hey, on Well, Plus? no, not on this list. It's a Fox film. Dang oh. it. Wait, doesn't Disney own Christine Moore, Tim Curry? It does now. 
Do I have to remind you of the rules? This was films produced by Disney, even under Touchstone and Hollywood Pictures that were created by Disney. Anything acquired by Disney, such as Fox, Marvel, and Lucasfilm, are not on this list. In a future theme, they probably will be. We'll see. No two. Hey, you could do like a Fox list. Because I mean, oh, it's there. A lot of like, oh, okay. It's there. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't, don't yeah. worry. It's there. With that yeah. comes National Geographic. Oh, God. Uh, quick question. Um, yeah. Is there by any chance a, not holiday, but like Christmas or holiday uh, category? Christmas specifically. It's in the works. Okay. Just asking. We'll get to that soon. <laughs> what about Thanksgiving? Spoiler oh, alert. Oh, my God. I'm no. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to talk much about, about the future right now because we're still planning things out for the next few themes. Surprises are to come. Stick around. Akira might be promoted in the next couple episodes, maybe. Who knows? Because Peter's yeah. random like that. Yeah. Oh, probably got to be more than a couple episodes, but we'll yeah. see. Oh, I know. I, yeah, I know. I said a couple episodes, yeah. We could even just... be demoted. You never know. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. possible. He could have some budget cuts. Oh! <laughs> wow. Due to business wow. needs. Wow. 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 And on that note, let's get to the bugs, everyone. That's a co-host right there. Kira, do you... <laughs> Kira, do you have anything to plug? Nope. Okay. Kevin, do you have anything you would want to plug? Just as always, honor to be here. As you know, tell your friends and family to watch. I've said watch. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Sydney, do you have anything you would like to plug? Thank you for having me. This was fun, and I thoroughly enjoyed Three Musketeers. Caesar, where can everyone watch this show? Listen, Listen. I did it too. Good job, Peter. <laughs> what did I tell you? I'm, I can predict the. F- so you can catch the show Spotify. I'm sorry, that was a loud so. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> headphone users. <laughs> you can always cut that. Okay, I'll do it again. No, I kept it. Sorry. Turn the volume up on that spot specifically. <laughs> it's got to do a little disclaimer in, your, in the video on your channel. Okay, so you can catch the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, subscribe to Peter's channel at PJM Entertainment and follow our Twitter channel. Check it out. Yes, so as you said, that's my channel on YouTube, which you did not mention, but that's PJM Entertainment. And as you said, review a meter without any hyphens on twitter go ahead comment like subscribe on all these different platforms leave a comment on a lot of things to let us know how you really think of this show i want to introduce audience choice as a theme into the category but i can't get that started until we actually can hear from the audience and that's only possible with suggestions coming from the comments so on whatever one of those platforms please start leaving some comments let us know that you're really out there listening and not just skipping ahead (laughs) so That concludes two episodes for Walt Disney Pictures, the live-action films theme. As of now, Cruella is now in the category, because it is now released on Disney+. Oh, yo, if we get that, I will literally... I haven't seen it. What? I also haven't, yeah. Whoa, that was also allowed what? (laughs) I haven't seen it, and look, I, I have my mixed opinions about it. If we ever get that, then I'll talk about it. But I'll definitely say right now, I don't know if Cruella's the kind of person, the kind of villain that we should humanize because she's a great villain for the fact that her motive is to wanting to kill puppies for clothes. Why do we need to touch on a backstory for that? Now, again, it probably, and it probably is, a fun film. 
I do have to say that my favorite of the live-action Disney films is still 102 Dalmatians. Glenn Close Cruella is one of the best. And she did produce that Cruella movie, so I, I, I gotta watch it eventually, so I'm saving it. If we get it the next two episodes, great, but if not, then I'll go ahead and watch it on my own time. We're probably not gonna get it. <laughs> you never know! I'd be okay with that. Our very first know. episode, I mentioned the Ewok movies, and guess what we got? I was, oh my god, I was like, yes sir. I remember that day also. I was there. I witnessed it. You were. You were first guy. I listened to it. Yeah. yeah. Don't cite the deep magic with me, which I was there when it was written. That was Aslan from Narnia. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> I think of references in my head as we say things or as I've listened through editing, and I decide to throw out those commentary from other films and such into it as for comedy purposes. Yeah, I'm tired. I think I'm going to go to bed from this. <laughs> Catch you, you all in this next episode. You what was that? Wrap the show. that I, was, I, mean... I, I was doing it right there. Catch us into oh. our next episode. <laughs> As we continue on with this Walt Disney Pictures live action, you're killing me, live action themes, here only at Review-O-Meter! You sound so tired. (laughs) You all killing me. I got this, I got this outro. Catch us next time on the next episode of Review-O-Meter. Sydney, you should do it now. Uh, what am I saying? What? What's no, 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 no. Oh my god, can I end this? <laughs> <laughs> we just ended it! What I'm saying. If we ended it, why is the audience still listening to this? Sydney, you're basically yeah. saying, you're basically saying, you're saying <laughs> nope. catch us next time on Review Oh Meter! Oh my god. It's just fine! <laughs>